Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. $50 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-561-2351. 800-561-2351. 800 This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be back with you for this marvelous Monday. Before we get started, I want to say, stand with Ukraine, everybody. Stand with Ukraine. And I want to tell you how you can find our live episodes and our archived programs. The number to call to listen live by phone. Actually, I'm not going to give the number anymore. I forgot. Um, Only callers uh, we are going to be able to take from here on out will be people who are on our guest panel uh, and people, um, there's a limit. So we'll know what that limit is. And if you get a phone number, you'll know that you can call in. But so now we ask you to listen online at blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa. You can listen live. You can um, listen to part of it live, part of it later. You can listen to the whole thing later. You can download it. Same thing as a podcast. Uh, if you prefer podcast form, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, and we're under the banner of Blog Talk USA, and Marvelous Monday is under that. So we appreciate you sticking with us and finding us wherever you do find us and sharing us around. We love you and appreciate you for that. And now here is my mother, Mayor Pro Tem, Pro Tem of Tyler, uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna start listing things and I didn't know where I would stop, so I stopped there. <laughs> stop! You're so funny. Greetings. You, you have some happy wear. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on tonight. We I always yeah, miss you too. when you have a few other things that you have to do, but you're so sought after. So we understand when people Aww. have to grab you up and take you away. But happy <laughs> Women's History Month. This yes. is March, and so yes. we're celebrating women. So thank you so very much for all the great work that you do. 
uh, here in this country, from Kentucky down to Texas to Washington, D.C., to every place. So thank you so much for your Aww. great work. You set amazing examples for young women. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And we welcome well, everybody you. who's listening. Yes, ma'am. Who's listening out there to Marvelous Monday. It is marvelous, and we're always happy to be right back here every single Monday night at 8 p.m. Texas time for Marvelous Monday. So thanks to those that are listening out there, and we're sorry that we can't have everybody to come in and have something to say. I know that it's really important what people have to say, and we do listen. So if anybody wants to send a message in, text us in a message and ask any questions about anything that we discuss, then we do uh, Mm -hmm. offer that opportunity. They can go on what, to our website and do that, Ms. Rihanna, or wherever. Uh, they can go yes, and do that talk. and we'll take that message. Go ahead. Right. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash blogtalkusa links right to our Facebook so we can uh, get the messages on our phone live. And also, just between uh, us and you, um, if you still call in and you can get in, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, that's very well said. Well, we're so excited uh, to have – well, first let's let make sure that all of our team members are on uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Ms. Rihanna, I don't know if they've tuned in just yet, but uh, yeah. we're all front row center at 8 o'clock. So let's see if Pastor right. Cooper is there. Pastor Cooper, are you hello. there? Hey, hello. how are you? Yes, yes, Wonderful. I like that hello. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Cooper. And we know that Dr. Hackney is not going to be on with us tonight because she's working on some things for our COVID clinics uh, throughout East Texas. And so we just continue to oh, thank him. For, yeah, that's, that's right. And, and by the way, Pastor Cooper, I love that octopus that you sent out there. Mm-hmm. First of all, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a discombobulated uh, snake for a minute. Uh, then I oh, yes, that's the, that's the octopus. <laughs> so, anyways, we thank you for that. That was great. And then is, is Mr. Arthur on? Hi, yeah. Hi, Mr. Hey, Arthur. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, we're All front right. row center. To, we're front row center tonight. Maybe maybe it's because we know that the bishop is going to be coming on uh, to talk to us tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. He always, he has a great message. I don't know if he's already on or not, Miss Rihanna. He's uh, an um, eight three one. That's the number. Yeah, out of Houston, Texas, and I forgot to ask the bishop if he would uh, would text me to just let me know. It's a two eight one three eight six number. So. Um, if the bishop is on, I'm going to send him a text message and tell him not yet. Me. He sent me a okay. He sent me a great message uh, about, and I sent that out to you guys. There's so much going on in Texas, as you wow. know. We just finished our primary election, and so I want to commend, commend, commend uh, our brother, uh, Pastor. Uh, Michael Mm -hmm. Cooper for a job well done. He ran an amazing uh, campaign, and so we thank him for that. And uh, we're still pushing and making sure that we someday get him into an uh, office statewide in Texas so that all the great things that he has in his brain can be placed out there among us. Because one of the things that uh, Bishop uh, Dixon wants Dr. James B., uh, Dixon the second wants to talk to us about is they will be coming into Tyler, Texas on Wednesday morning. They'll be in our county courts, and uh, we also could have actually invited um, 
the president of the NAACP uh, here in Tyler, Texas, uh, Mr. Cedric uh, Granberry, uh, and any of the union leaders and all the elected officials and healthcare professionals and concerned citizens, because this is in regards to uh, Medicaid expansion that we, oops, I forgot I was supposed to be on another Zoom. It just hit me a second ago that I was supposed to be on for 30, at least 30 minutes, <laughs> and uh, I, I just popped up and said, uh, we're missing you. But if you need to step away, just let us know. <laughs> and and uh, well, let's see if uh, if if Bishop uh, is is on. I definitely want to uh, to be on with uh, Dr. Yet. Dixon if he comes in, and I'm going to send him a quick message. And I may jump over there for just a few minutes. Uh, I can Ms. text Anna. you as soon as he. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So and let me uh, let me send him a message. Yeah. Okay, yes, that would that would be great. And so I'm gonna, but I'm okay. gonna turn it over to you right now, Miss Rihanna. And uh, if okay. you could, if you, if you all can talk a little bit about what Medicaid expansion is, and and if you know the your fact that uh, what Texas, what happened here in Texas as far as us not receiving that, and how many people mm-hmm. that we have here. Uh, in Texas that do not have health care and how many hospitals, uh, if you can talk just a little bit about that, and I will send a message to the bishop. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, before you, well, uh, uh, you go yeah. to let me say another yeah. word about uh, yes. Cooper. Yes, sir. Oh, well, please uh, do. I would, say that, the, I would say that the campaign he ran was about issues, and those issues are still relevant. So uh, he's yeah. in a position, I think, to continue to press those issues with the candidate and to make sure that yeah. we're that, that our issues are being heard. So I, I so I hope that he'll continue that right. fight and uh continue, you know communicate with the uh you know current candidates and you know because oh. he and I, those issues don't go away because he didn't win. Okay. Yeah. Great. Miss Rihanna, uh Bishop just came yes, in message just, and said that I he is that. okay. So bring it yes, in please. Ma'am. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Your line's open, Bishop. Okay, Dr. Dixon? Yes, I am here. Great greeting, Bishop. Thank you so much for being on with us. I know how very, very busy your schedule is, so we want to get right down to allowing you this opportunity to let us know just exactly what is going on. And we did send the information out to everybody. We're getting it all out to the various organizations so that we can make sure that you have great representation when you come into the city. But share with us. Uh, you can introduce yourself by telling those listeners out there. It's not too many people that don't know who you are, but if you just want to go ahead and give us a little introduction and then tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Thank you so much, and I'll, I'll, I'll mute that while you talk. Oh, well, it is definitely an honor to be on your program, the uh, influential, inspirational uh, Dr. Shirley McCalla. Thank you so very much for having me on, and greetings to other guests and uh, those in the uh, studio Thank you so much for allowing me these moments. And I greet all of uh, my brothers and sisters across East Texas. Uh, we appreciate you all so very, very much. Uh, I am uh, James Dixon. I'm the president of the Houston branch of the NAACP, pastor of the Community of Faith Church in Houston, Texas, and presiding a bishop prelate of the Kingdom Builders Global Fellowship, the Reformation of Country, and uh, we do extensive work in Africa as well. So it's an honor to be with you on tonight. Uh, I am a, at the end of the day, I'm the son of James and Carol Dixon Sr. and the father of Victoria, Mariah, and James III. 
with my feet on the ground, but my heart aimed towards heaven in order to serve earth. And I'm honored to be a part of this conversation on tonight. Uh, we're in a pivotal hour, and, uh, and thank you for allowing me these quick minutes to just uh, reiterate the message that you've sent out. Uh, as you know, we've got major crises across our country. Uh, we're dealing with voter suppression uh, on one hand, extreme uh, police brutality and rampant violence. Uh, on another hand, and yet from another direction, we've been hit again uh, by another major issue. Of course, we've got critical race theory. All these issues are bombarding our communities simultaneously. And to add more to that, uh, we have lost billion dollars, with a B, $12 billion of Medicaid supplemental payment uh, funding. And that's going to have and tremendous, a tremendous uh, negative impact on community-based hospitals around the state being able to provide life and death services for our most vulnerable citizens, black, brown uh, people, and people who are poor. This is a crisis of mammoth proportion. We're already, as you all know, uh, when you deal with health care and, and healthy lifestyles, African Americans rank number one in the worst health care. We lead in heart disease. We lead in cancer. We lead in hypertension. We lead in, in diabetes. In so many negative areas from a health perspective, we are number one, which means we're at the bottom. And now uh, with the loss of $12 billion with a B of Medicaid supplemental uh, health care payments, uh, hospitals will not be able to serve our family members, our neighbors, our church members, our vulnerable citizens, uh, because in August 2021, the Center for Medicaid, Medicare uh, Services uh, denied continuing that funding. They did not renew it. And so we are embarking upon a campaign to, to appeal to the moral consciousness of the CMS and of the Biden administration uh, to uh, retroactively uh, renew this very vital stream of forming, uh, a stream of funding. And I'll say this and, uh, and entertain thoughts and questions from you, Dr. McKellar, or anyone else. I'll say this. Uh, when you kill hospitals, you kill people. And this defunding of hospitals in the way of uh, Medicaid supplemental funding payments, uh, absolutely, when you kill those funds, you're literally killing people. This is a life and death matter and we're taking it seriously. And that's why we're coming to Tyler on Wednesday morning at the federal courthouse at 10 o'clock a.m. Wow. And so you will be downtown Tyler, and I want everyone to hear this, in our federal court building at 1000 o'clock on Wednesday morning. And we encourage all of those, unfortunately, as I mentioned to uh, Dr. Dixon, I actually will be on the bench that, that will be our city council meeting, but we're encouraging all of those who are free to please, please come out in support of such a great mission. And uh, so tell me others that, that will be coming into Tyler with you. Will there be others from other parts of the uh, state of Texas that will be coming on behalf? We know that our local uh, president of our NAACP chapter here in Smith County, Mr. Cedric Granberry, will be with you. Will there be others uh, from across Texas that will be coming into Tyler? 
Well, yes, there will be others coming in, of course, from Houston uh, on on Wednesday. Uh, I want to appreciate the fact that uh, Reverend Steve Miller uh, will be there yes. as well. He's helping to send this out to other pastors with whom we'll be speaking between tonight and tomorrow. But Reverend Miller is already on on board. Uh, uh, and uh, Pastor Roy Duncan from Palestine, Texas, will be coming. We'll understand yeah. that pastors from uh, Nacogdoches and from Lufkin area and other areas are going to be driving into Tyler because this is a statewide issue and all of our counties are impacted by this defunding of, of uh, supplemental payments uh, through Medicare. And, uh, and, of course, I do want to also say uh, to us, uh, in addition to faith leaders, uh, elected officials are on board with this campaign as well. Some of them may join us on Wednesday. Congresswoman Lee, Representative uh, uh, Ron Reynolds, Senator uh, Carol Alvarado, uh, Senator Boris Miles, and a plethora of others uh, 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 are, are part of this uh, from across the state of Texas. And uh, uh, we'll have a long list of those names that we can send out to you on tomorrow as well that yes. we can announce and share by eblast. But let me mention the most important thing for us to remember is we need citizens to support us. Because when leaders show up without a following, it makes one statement. But when leaders show up with followers, uh, the people that we are standing for, uh, it amplifies our voices uh, many decimals ahead. Outstanding. I know that, I don't know if you know or heard that uh, Pastor Michael Cooper is on with us. He's part of this team on Monday night. He's one of the co-hosts. Pastor Cooper, do you have any questions or comments uh, for uh, Dr. Dixon? Well, first of all, uh, Bishop, it is great hearing your voice because I know you're a drum major for the people. Yes, sir. Yes. Bless you, Pastor. Bless Mm -hmm. you, Pastor. It's good to hear your voice as well. God bless you, man. Yes. God bless you. And, well, and, hey. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you, you know how I roll. Uh, I, I stand with, alongside, behind, and uh, in unison with uh, Bishop Dixon. So whatever his cause is, is my cause, as you all know. Uh, it does not matter uh, if I have 50 cents or $1.50. Uh, I will continue to contest uh, state legislature. And that, this reason is one of the reasons why, uh, I have a plan called Texas Medical Insurance, which expands Medicaid. So uh, either in a seat or outside a seat, I will be there fighting for these rights. Very good. Thank you, Pastor Thank you. Cooper. Yes, we need you. Absolutely. And I know, Mr. Arthur, I know you probably have a quick question for Doc. He has to actually go and join in with another Zoom, but we wanted him to come on so that, that people could hear his voice and hear the great work. And as we're as we're talking right now, I'm sending it all out to the Divine Nine and to all the organizations to let them know that we need them front row center. As Bishop mentioned, we not only do we need our leaders, those that he's named that, but we need our followers. We need our citizens because this is affecting many, many people that look like all of us uh, here. And I know Mr. Anna is with us on working to make sure that no more hospitals are closed and no more people are turned away and experiencing death for whatever reasons, whether it's women and health care and all of the people who need this health care, need Medicaid and need Medicaid expansion and need these 
these hospitals out in the community. And, Bishop, we've worked really, really hard to get the uh, COVID clinic set up. Unfortunately, Dr. Um, Richard Hagney is not on tonight because he's working on some other issues. But we've set up clinics throughout East Texas trying to make sure that our people get immunized and vaccinated and that they have all the things that they need in order to have great health care. So I am so appreciative. Mr. Arthur, if you have a, have a question or so, a comment that you'd like to give to the bishop yeah. before he takes off. Yeah, uh, 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 thanks for coming. Uh, I'm very familiar with the issue. Uh, now, now, again, if you can just state it real sh- uh, quickly down for what exactly do we want to happen Wednesday, and uh, how can folks help? What we want to have? Uh, what would be the best outcome if, if, if it went our way Wednesday? Well, what would happen? Well, let me say this: this is not a one event uh, issue. Uh, uh, Arthur, thank you for all that you do as well. Uh, this is Thanks, a bro. protracted battle. We've got to build momentum in order to leverage our collective, our collective energy, our collective protest. We've got to leverage that with the Biden administration so that they will put the necessary pressure on the federal center for Medicaid and Medi- Medicare services. That's the entity that has the power to go back and reactivate this $12 billion in funding for supplemental payments. Uh, so uh, a victory on Wednesday would be our presence and our pronounced agitation and dissatisfaction with this $12 billion being cut from the supplemental payments for Medicaid. Uh, with, so this, is, this, this would not be a conclusive moment on Wednesday. It's the beginning of a protracted battle for us to win okay. at the federal level that will help us at the state level. I do want to know that we okay. have bipartisan support at the, at the, at, in Texas to get this done. Uh, so we've got that, – that's a benefit. But the, the power has to be leveraged at the federal level. Right. Uh, well, what's that? Okay, I know Beto, uh, our candidate for, for governor, I know he's uh, – what exactly – are we going to have to uh, make sure he put – put this issue front and center at his campaign, or how are we going to do that towards the Democratic campaign? So, well, let, let me say, uh, you know, that's going to be left up to him as to whether he thinks that this should be a part of his campaign platform. Certainly, I believe that he will be sensitive to it and be in support of what we're doing. Uh, I don't want to speak for his political uh, uh, perspective on campaigning. I, if knowing him like I know him like some of us do, I think he would. But I, I, I don't want us to lose focus on the campaigning. Right now, we have an administration that most of us supported to put in place. And so we should be appealing to where the power is. The power is in the Biden administration that exists today. And we cannot afford to wait until the election to deal with this issue. This is a right-now issue of life and death, and we've got people in position who should be able to use their power to get the federal center for Medicaid and Medicare services to reactivate this funding uh, for supplemental payments. So well, Ms. Rihanna, quickly, go, ahead, go, go ahead. Well, just quickly, and I'm going to be a co-host now. I'm not going to be all the other hats I wear. 
So let's uh, make it clear for those uh, 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 the sheep, as we call it, uh, so they can understand the layman. So Wednesday, the appointment is at the federal courthouse, 10 a.m. Tyler, Texas. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, sir. Okay. And the purpose for going to the federal is because we're looking for assistance for the administration when I'm hearing from you saying uh, President Biden and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris that we put in place. So we're appealing and reaching out to them because that's a federal issue and this is not a state issue in order to get all of the support that we need. Is that correct? That, that is correct. And let me do mention, you're so, you're so right, uh, 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 Reverend Cooper, in what you just explained. But let me mention, on Wednesday, there is a hearing uh, at the uh, federal courthouse there in Tyler on this issue. That's why mm-hmm. we're centering our right. presence at the courthouse on Wednesday. Uh, this issue we discussed, dealt with on the hearing at the courthouse on Wednesday. It would not be a conclusive uh, decision. I just want to understand that. But we're using that location because the federal mm-hmm. hearing is going on on the issue, and we want to bring our perspective and our voices to the issue for the first time in a public way on on Wednesday. And uh, uh, Dr. Right. Shirley, can I give just a couple of statistics, yes. uh, Reverend Cooper? Yes, please. Please. Absolutely. Let, let, Absolutely. All right. And this is about Texans who depend on Medicaid. First of all, Texans depend on Medicaid for over half of all births statewide mm-hmm. every year in Texas. And right. in te- Texas's minority communities, Medicaid is so important. 62% of all Hispanic babies born in Texas between 2018 and 2020 were covered by Medicaid. 62.5% of black babies born in Texas in 2018 to 2020 were covered by Medicaid. 45% of Native American babies born in that same time, time frame were Medicaid-covered births. Now, that's just for infants. We have not dealt with elderly care. We've not dealt with special needs. Uh, We've not dealt with chronic illnesses. Our communities are so dependent on Medicaid to survive. And so we need to be vigilant about this because it's a life-and-death matter, and we've got to appeal to the Biden administration to put pressure on the Federal Center of Medicaid and Medicare Services to right this wrong by refunding. They, the funds were already there. This, this, this was yeah. already being done. It was voted not to continue it in August 21. Wow. Well, I'm looking at all of the uh, information about it uh, right now on, on actually uh, the Internet and talking about it, and they're covering all kinds of things, even, even people with the disabilities that, uh, that should have this Medicaid that did not have it. And we already know that Texas walked away from thousands and thousands of dollars that our people could be using, but because obviously we don't care enough about the health care of our people in Texas, and we know that, that Texas is a great state, but we rate high on the things that we should be rating low on as far as uh, health care. 
you know, we and education. We we at the top of the chain up there, way up there near. We only have 50 states in the union, right? And so we rate up right. there in the 40s as far as healthcare is concerned, education, and all that. When we talk, we say we're a great state. We should be rating down at the, in the in the ones and twos and threes. We should be offering and making sure that our people get the great health care. Thank you so much yeah. for fighting for this, and we will make yeah. sure that you have people there with you. Ms. Rihanna, I know you have a couple questions quickly, and we're going to let the bishop get off because I know he has to go. Go ahead, Ms. Rihanna. Oh, uh, honestly, Pastor Cooper, the words came out of his mouth, and I was thinking exactly that. I appreciate so much uh, the passion that you bring to this, the education that you're uh, sharing uh, the fight that you want people to know that we have to get involved in. It's just so sickening that people just have to continue to to beg and grovel for things that yes. they're entitled to as Americans. They would never pull yes. the rug out from under oil executives' feet like this ever. So thank you. Thank you for, for what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and, and Dr. Dixon, you know that we have followed you and your leadership and the great work that you did from Houston, Texas to Austin, Texas, all the way into Washington, D.C. We appreciate the work and the tenacity that you continue to have along with uh, Dr. Uh, Frederick Haynes and all the others, uh, Frederick Haynes, all the others that have joined in with you to include our own uh, Pastor Michael Cooper. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. And I can tell you unequivocally, we will be on the radio and television tomorrow and continuing to let people know so that we can fill that federal building with people. Thank you all so very much. And thank you for your leadership as always, Dr. McKellar. It's Stella and uh, to you, Pastor Reverend Cooper, we appreciate you as well. And Rihanna, God bless you. And, uh, and Brother yes. Arthur as well. Thank it you. takes a collective potency uh, to make this kind of thing happen. And the good news Absolutely. is we, we don't have opposition at the state capitol on this. Um, <laughs> that's go. a good news. All right. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what time is the event? Well, what time 10 is the event? 10 a.m., 10 o'clock a.m. at the federal courthouse there in Tyler and uh, at okay. 10 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And and I can tell you this, Bishop, I'm I'm two minutes from that federal building, and as soon as I can say uh, uh, hit that gavel and say adjourn, <laughs> we will be right down there, <laughs> right beside you. <laughs> we'll be pushing forward. Oh my to God! I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward yes, to it. you bring yeah. the fire and the focus, and we appreciate <laughs> you so very very much and your leadership. And thank you, thank you to each of you uh, for your your sharing your partnership and. And we look forward to working together going forward because at this time in history, for such a time as this, it's going yes. to take us doing what yes. we can do so that others yes. can be better in the future. So thank you and God bless you. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. sir. We'll amen. see you on Wednesday. All right. All right. Guys, I tell you, uh, Bishop is always on fire. I don't care. I mean, wow. he puts his whole mm-hmm. heart into everything, <laughs> and it just makes you get fired up and want to do more when you see yeah. uh, someone who's leading us in the right direction. And it, but, but God, it could be any yeah. of us who have not been able to have health care. So we have to fight for those right. voices that are not as noisy as ours. We're blessed to have right. health care. But there are so many out there who are not, so many. 
And, and not only the health care, the Medicaid, and then the CHIP program, and we know that that's mm-hmm. for the young children uh, in, in the mm-hmm. state of Texas who do not have, that all falls under the auspices of taking away our Medicaid and Medicaid expansion. Yeah. So thanks very yeah. much for that. Okay. So um, there's so much going on. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit uh, more about um, – yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about this war and what's going on and what, what your feelings are. I meant to invite uh, one of our command sergeant majors and one of our, our colonels, lieutenant colonel, I believe he is. She may be a full book colonel. I can't remember exactly. But we were talking about um, Ukraine on, on uh, Sunday and, and just sitting there and, and watching things on television as they were there in the restaurant. There was a lot of veterans that were in the house on uh, Sunday. And so looking at all of those areas uh, all around, uh, I, I, can ju- I see myself walking around in every one of those areas almost a- around Ukraine and, and Poland and everywhere, all where I see all these people that are suffering, uh, these little innocent babies that are running from, uh, that, that the family members are taking from one place to the other and then seeing people walk away from family members and saying that they will probably never see their family members again and they have to turn around and go back and 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 fight but let's talk a little bit about uh what we're talking about we are talking about the federal government and we are talking about uh the um the administration so what are your thoughts team of uh are we as americans and the uh, part of the nato alliance are we doing enough because if you listen to uh fox news and and uh, and then you listen to the people who are really on the on the battlefield out there, uh, the the reporters that are giving us the information, and then you listen to our our people in Congress. Uh, it looks like that we're on track with things, but if you listen to um, Fox News, they want to to do something entirely differently, or they say that uh, uh, President Biden is. Um, is causing more trouble or more problems than good uh, as far as the war is concerned. So I want let's start with Mr. Arthur. Do you feel that um, that Joe Biden is escalating uh, this war more, or and and as well, far first, as him sitting? This, go ahead. Yes, just take it away. Well, first, well, first of all, I look at you. And then when you and when you mention Fox News. Uh, you need to go get okay. some soap and wash your mouth out uh, <laughs> before you go in the public. I've washed it out. I've washed it out. I just wanted okay. to bring, bring that comparison analysis there, but go ahead. No, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got that part there. Okay, okay. you clean now. We got that right, out so of what I'm just saying Okay, I'm clean. Yeah, I'm, I'm washed clean. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Not... I'm still surprised that that Putin's that dumb to go and do all that. I really didn't think because yeah. he used to be a smart guy. So I don't know. So I don't know if hanging out with Trump for four, four five years made him dumb or what. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but he's acting just like Trump. He's acting. He's acting just like Trump. He's doing. He's doing. It, it's just like if you you saw if you saw Trump's you know you know a nation uh, you know worldwide, but, but, but basically. No, what I'm saying is that now Biden, okay. they, they're doing the right thing. They, so far, they did everything perfectly, actually. Uh, right. uh, you know, they brought the lines together, you know, uh, showed that right. our intelligence is good. 
And so, uh, mm-hmm. so and that's great what he's been doing now. Now, what's been to happen now is again, you know, I, I think they're gonna go ahead and get some weapons through Poland and so forth and so okay. on. I think at some point, at some point, Putin will figure it out. You know, somebody will have to go tell him, "Hey, man, you're gonna lose everything." And so that's, and, and I hope that's what happens. That's what you know, but, but of course, these uh, folks over here, these are uh, again, uh, now they caught. Fox News and all them uh, pulling for Putin. Now all yeah. of them is caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. All of them hand in the cookie mm-hmm. jar. All of them caught. You know their hand is. Mm-hmm. You, you hear about you know hand stuck on tar baby. Uh, their hand. <laughs> you know, they 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 stuck to that Putin tar baby. And so and if, they, if we go toward the election, if they continue to do that again, we need to start calling them what they are. They fascist, y'all. The fascist yeah. thing we got going yeah. here in America. And so, and so we need to go ahead and tag them with it. They need to be tagged with it. So, you know, I'm yeah. hoping that, uh, we, you know, we get some uh, aggressive politicians on them and basically just call them what they are, un-American. They don't believe right. in democracy. So we need to treat them like that. We treat them like, like they just got a little illness and they finna get way up. No. You know, yeah. as far as the coverage, I just want to say one thing about the coverage uh, okay. of this war. Every time I turn on TV, now I'm just saying what I see now. I'm not, okay. you're, not we're, you're not getting any new news, right? Really, you're not getting any new news. Right. But they continue to show all these people crying. Yeah. And I've never, and I've been watching coverage for years and years, and maybe they, you know, maybe it's to get the, you know, the hype, whatever it is. But I've never seen wild, wild coverage of folks just crying. You know, like, yeah. like with Wanda and them, you know, uh, you know, I see nobody crying. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in some of them other places. But now I see crying mm-hmm. all day long, and I'm just going, really? And then, and then of course, they charge them up about, you know, uh, you know, the, you know the, the media stuff they were doing. Yeah, you know, these blue-eyed, blonde hair, you know, we're not, you know, these are civilized right. people. So, you know, so all that has come out. So, now it's, so, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, but I think we can chew gum uh, and walk at the same time. So I think we need to actually sure. – Deal with the global racism thing that's going on. Everybody needs to be real about that. Mm-hmm. So it's real. Uh, this is a European war thing, right? Mm-hmm. This yeah. has to do more about uh, European, how, how are they going to go going forward? Are they going to be yeah. fascist European or are they going to be okay. freedom European? So that's the balance right. going on right now, really, among Europeans. Just like here, right. among northern whites and southern whites. Same kind, same kind yeah. of dynamics going on here. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we see just stay engaged, stay focused, and, uh, you know, tell our good white friends that, hey, democracy is the way to go. Yeah, democracy <laughs> is the only way to go. You're right. Well, and, and Ms. Rihanna mentioned about uh, uh, Putin and his, uh, maybe his mind has gone bad, but he, he's really not, he's mm. really not that old of a guy. He's only like, what, 69? And unfortunately, his birthday yeah. is two days after mine. Uh, but uh, oh, he, was born, he was born, yes, I know. Uh, he's not yeah. the balanced person that most uh, Libras on here I go talking about. Though. No, no, no. Well, well, so that's what I know of Parkinson's. It was a, yeah, well, he, he had, had Parkinson's as well? Well, I knew he was tested. I do know that as well. But yet mm-hmm. he uh, supposedly it was reported, and we don't know what we can believe that's ever reported about sure. him because half of it originates sure. from him. But you know, <laughs> it, I don't know. There may have been some tactical reason. But yeah, um, 
about a year and a half or two years ago, I believe, the you know mm-hmm. the big report out was that he reportedly had Parkinson's. I haven't heard much since then, but I, I heard it reported in several outlets. I do not okay. know if it's true at all, but yeah, right. that was that was reported out of Russia. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I I haven't. Of course, we only see we don't see much of real photographs and we see photographs of him but we don't right. see a lot of anything live so I can't I, I can't say that I have seen any signs of Parkinson's but like I said we only get hey, photographs hey, right hey, 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 hey Shirley hey, yes Shirley, sir here now, now of course, Mike Cooper he's psychiatrist on the on the show but but yeah matter of fact let me ask Mike this hey Mike what do okay. you think about that long table he's sitting at <laughs> no, we should stop. Go ahead. He's out there on the island all by himself. Yeah, yeah, he's out there. But you know what? He, he, he caught me up in that trick basket when he interviewed me on his political uh, podcast, his show, on his television channel. And uh, he got me to deal with that. I'm not going down that rabbit hole again tonight with him. <laughs> it's a PG rated. It's PG rated. Wow. Wow. It's PG rated. It's PG now rated. that's wow. a smart move. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> that's very wise. All I know is All I know is that it was a long take. <laughs> That is a long time. <laughs> I'm not dealing with Did Brother see- Arthur. I'm praying for his salvation. I'm going to pray for his salvation. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's something there, huh? Something there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was me, I'm not anybody it. else. My words. Your words. There you go. There you go. Wow. Well, did you see uh, Putin's, I guess, press conference? Tonight or earlier this afternoon, um, he was he, he was sitting at a table with mm-hmm. um, some various workers in some different industries, and in, in this segment, it was flight attendants and airline workers because you know um, nobody's going to be flying to Russia anymore, so they have no air industry at all anymore. So, of course, right. Putin does this press conference where he's like, oh, here's our top-rated <laughs> airline, you know, people still doing a great job, you know, and he's got these people dressed as flight attendants, and it looked like they were sitting in very close proximity to one another while they were, um, you know, doing this segment. <laughs> and at one point, Putin moves his hand uh, toward the microphone, and his hand went right through the microphone. <laughs> so he was clearly on a green screen, <laughs> not oh, in the same location as, yeah, as the flight attendants. And then come to find out, one flight attendant in particular, it was noted by a couple of different journalists that she she's got a ton of different jobs because she's also um, an iron worker, <laughs> and like she's been oh, in several. Wow news conferences dressed as some other type of worker, a cop, uh, you know, so she's just a propaganda tool and, you know, and so yeah, rabbit hole is the right, 
uh, term, Pastor Cooper. Because <laughs> look I, at that I one missed. that we just jumped down for five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> well, I missed that. I saw them, but I didn't realize that they were not in yes. the same room because it did appear that they were in the same room, did it, did it not? Yes. Yes. Some some eagle-eyed uh, folks out there noticed his hand going through the microphone, and yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> wow. Very, very interesting. Very but the, interesting. the sad thing is that as we can laugh at it, it's so ridiculous. And we are living through and have lived through all of the garbage that he has pumped into our since over here. You know, this bizarro world where black is white, up is down right is wrong, uh, you know, you, you don't see what you're seeing, you don't hear what you're hearing, existence has, look at the consequences, look at the real world, real life consequences, uh, these are the things yeah, that yeah, labor, I, I, all the misinformation and, and agitation stirring things up everywhere, Here, here's part of the fruits of that. Baby, Baron, it took mm-hmm. them, Baron, it took them, Baron, it took them, it took a war before they would take this right. man off the platform from doing that stuff. Right, 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 exactly, it exactly. Took a for them to yes. actually stop him from doing that. They just, everybody, it was, it was okay <sighs> for them to harass black folks right. like that, like he was doing. Right. That was okay. Hmm. Right, right. Have you noticed that you don't hear anything about anybody affiliated with uh, Putin. I mean, he's got a couple of sons, right? He's got some children. You don't hear anything about his children. I think he does. I think he has a couple of children. And I know that he got divorced like in 2014, and I I don't know if that was like – I think that was the only one. Is she still alive? Is she still alive? (laughs) I don't think he's falling out of a balcony yet. Well, I don't think she's going to tumble out of that balcony. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, the wow. balcony up for plutonium probably hit her since then. She's a bad no, lady. She divorced him and she's still living. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but, but here's another thing that, you know, um, as Mr. Arthur was talking right after I commented, you know, it, of course mm-hmm. the thought popped into my head that. You know, <laughs> here we are on the world stage, another example of this menace, this white supremacist menace to the world who's just, okay. oh, oh, that silly, you know, silly Putin acting crazy again. This, you know, mediocre, horrible leader, you know, and then President Obama. And the portrait that was painted by Republicans, who are now all of a sudden Putin's best friends, that somehow right. President Obama was weak. You know, President Obama, who was thoughtful and careful and precise, you know, and, and cautious and wasn't trying to allow Vladimir Putin to run around like the, you know, dumb pretty boy cousin who doesn't know anything and doesn't know any better, so just let him go ahead and rob your house, you know. I mean, that's here it is right here on the world stage, that paradox, you know, right. which just stands out so much to me because it, it was, I was, I've always been so offended. I know we all have. And how horribly yeah. 
President Obama has been treated in general by these people. But, I mean, it went all the way up the ladder onto the world stage with people like Vladimir Putin, mm-hmm. you know, playing this game with him that, of course, of course had racial overtones <laughs> and bullhorns. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let me ask so, you, you guys. Know, it's this, just, wow. Well, remember they're talking about uh, Biden uh, sitting down and having a discussion, a summit with this guy to try to uh, stop some of this. I think that's the next move. Uh, and I, we all believe uh, that diplomacy is, is a smart way to try to preclude these kind of war from happening. That we should. But do you think that it's going to do much good for President Biden to sit down and, and try to rationalize with a, a person I, that I, 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 Yes, go right here. Sure, yeah, sure. Before we move on, before we move on, let's talk about let's talk about the basketball player, Miss Griner, that's right. over there. Right. I mean, before we move on, okay. 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 They picked her up on twenty second of, of February, so so she been right. in their custody for a minute. Now they think right. she had a vape pipe or something, a vaping pipe. You know, that ain't you know that's not right. that ain't you know make her a big time drug dealer. But anyway, uh, now, now of course, of course, you know me. You know my whole thing is, baby, what you doing in, what you doing in Russia? Yes. <laughs> now, now, now. Right. And, but but right. not only that, let me oh, let me just say her. this. Not only that, Mr. Arthur. Why would you have in in Russia? Why would you have any of all the places in the world, yeah. Russia? Right. You gonna get on with a you whatever know, kind of yeah. pipe? Russia. Oh, right, guys, as of three hours ago, they have a direct quote from uh, from one of our U.S. lawmakers. They were directly asked about it, and the okay. – uh, let me see who it was. This was from CNN Recorded. Um, the family and friends have been clamoring for the release of the two-time Olympic champion Brittany Griner uh, after being detained in Russia. Um Hundreds of strangers have joined the effort uh, as U.S.-Russian tensions escalate. Greiner, um, okay, here was the quote. Uh, as a U.S. citizen, um, I'm sorry, this is from a lawyer. As a U.S. citizen was passing through Green Channel Airport upon arriving from New York, a working dog from uh, from their airport police customs uh K-9 department detected the possible presence of a narcotic substance in the accompanying luggage. Um, the customs inspection of the hand luggage being carried by the basketball player uh, confirmed the presence of vapes uh, with a particular liquid. Again, that's the information coming out of Russia that her lawyer relayed. And then um, uh, a member of the U.S. House Armed Services Committee uh, said, quote, it's going to be very difficult uh, to get her out of Russia. I agree. Our diplomatic I relationships agree. with Russia, yeah. So uh, it doesn't, oh, okay, Representative John Jeremandy of California who said it. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I saw that and I thought it was. No, that's, and I'm glad you shared it. But I don't have my glasses with me. Well, that was great great because I 
I concur 100%. I concur. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Rihanna, we well, have and, one. Uh, she's on a hold. member of the LGBT community. Oh, sorry, Pastor Cooper. I wanted to add this quickly. Uh, she's a member of the LGBT community, and of course, as we all know, Russia has really, really horrible laws uh, that really do persecute uh, and abuse people who are LGBTQ+. I mean, they have, like, concentration camps, hard labor camps and stuff, re-education camps. It's horrible. So that's an extra added danger. That's my question. Why are you in Russia? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, exactly. Pastor. I'm saying. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. I was saying way. we had a caller from 409 area code. That's a uh, veteran and uh, mayor, prime mayor oh. candidate wanted to jump in the conversation if we have time for him. Yes, no, absolutely. absolutely. We, got, we, have an hour, we have an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. We got time. Okay. Your line is open, 409. Welcome. Good evening. <clears throat> good evening, everyone. Good, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Queens and King. How are you all? Greetings. Greetings. Welcome to the show. It's a privilege to be be, uh, listening to some well-rounded individuals. I first want to uh, say uh, thank Pastor Cooper for the invitation to listen in. Um, It's not going to – it is my first and won't be my last. I can guarantee you that. Um, Secondly – (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, secondly, uh, I do want to um, uh, thank you, uh, uh, Kings, for that information, especially uh, at, like like Pastor Cooper said, as a veteran, uh, we receive Social Security. Uh, we also receive, um, you know, Medicaid, Medicare expansion. Uh, so that affects us as well. Um, so you best believe I'll be in. <laughs> I'll be up the road uh, this coming week, yeah. so um, all right, I, I, all right. I definitely need to uh, get more information because, like you, like you said, it doesn't just affect uh, people uh, or, or our grandfathers and our grandmothers. It affects our um, unborn as well uh, as yeah. newborn. So thank you for that information. Yeah. Uh, third topic y'all spoke on was um, this European war. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the kings on the line said it best. This is a European war, and and it's it's blatant and in your face a European war because in the beginning of this war or the beginning of this conflict, um, people of color, whether you were from Africa, whether you were from America, whether you were from uh, uh, Asia, uh, which is where Russia sits, if you are Iranian or anything like that. Um, <laughs> And your color, the, your skin tone was red, brown, or other than European white. Mm-hmm. Um, you were not able to seek refuge in other nearby mm-hmm. cities, and that was atrocious for me because even in wartime, you will show you will even in mm-hmm. wartime you will take time to discriminate against my hue, and that is. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy for anybody. And and like I said, as a veteran uh, that have served uh, this country and this world uh, in peace times and and times of conflict, um, that that troubled me to see um, a country, um, uh, uh, you know, like 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 
we heard. Oh, this isn't the norm for this place. This isn't normally what goes on here. But you still show, you still refuse to show humanita- humanitarian efforts to people of color. And th- mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to um, put that out there for the listeners and, and your viewers yeah. that um, regardless to what wars and rumors of wars that we hear about, we as black people have to fight a a war on several fronts, whether it's with ourselves, whether it's with our counterpart, whether it's with this government. We just got to stay in the fight, stay vigilant, and thank y'all for letting me talk. And don't go away, my brother. And so let's first say uh, thank you so much for your service, and we appreciate uh, what you have provided and given to this country and this this nation, this world. And uh, and you have some other veterans on with you that piggybacks on to say the same thing. Mr. Arthur, who is a veteran, and myself, uh, who and we both have served in conflicts, uh, real war, wars, not not just the type of conflict that's going on right now, but this down part Operation Iraq right. Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom, right. uh, as mm-hmm. well as uh, as the Vietnam War where Mr. Arthur served. But let, let me ask, let me throw this question out there because I, I agree the type of war that we're the type of conflict that we're experiencing right now with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, but my question to everybody is, uh, even though this is a what we call, quote, unquote, what we call uh, a people of the Caucasian persuasion uh, war, so to speak, is it affecting every single person in America? Is it affecting us here in America? Is it affecting uh, people that well, – I, I think about the people that got turned around at the border that have the hues that we have. Uh, the Africans and some of the others who could not get across. I mean, you know, so because it is absolutely affecting other hues, but well, that's my opinion. But what are you, what is your, what is your take on that? Even though we say that it is, uh, it is a a war between uh, one Caucasian to another Caucasian, but is it really affecting all of the rest of us? And I'll, I'll start with, with our veteran, and I yeah. didn't get his name, and I'm sorry, but um, but yes, go ahead and uh, dialogue with us on that question, please. Thank you. Um, yes, ma'am. And my name is Christopher Jones. Uh, I do apologize for not introducing myself earlier, um, but no worries. It, it does affect us here, especially here, not just in our daily, well, recent daily conversation, but. Um, our economy is starting to see it. Um, we're starting to see it at the pumps. We're starting to see it. We've been actually starting to see the effects of, uh, I guess, supporting Russia, supporting Russia's economic uh, economics uh, when it comes to buying gas. Um, yeah. the, this world, uh, I know, currently uh, uses if not 65% of Russian reserves, uh, maybe maybe more. Uh, so it, it does affect us here in the United States on the ground, as well as in the political on the political side, where you see supporters of fascism. Or uh, yes. one of the best things I heard uh, was, "This is a fascist war," and we're starting to see the imagery of fascism in 
most of our counterparts here in the United States, um, which I, I believe, um, and mind you, I, I'm, a, I'm an 80s baby. <laughs> my, birthday's, okay. my birthday's coming later. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've paid attention from uh, all the way from Reagan to current. So, I mean, like, it, it's Excellent. all it's doing is just playing itself all over again. Um, sure. And as African Amer- African Americans, Black Aboriginal people here in this country, um, we have to be we have to be on the on the alert, we're sort of trying to keep our head on a swivel because we are in the even though we see uh, white dog eating white dog currently, uh, we still we still are the side. You know, we're, we're the sides of this particular main entree, and I want um, African-Americans, blacks, people of color to be mindful that um, <clears throat> this this world is not really one that supports um, you wholeheartedly, especially if, yes. um, especially if you are a person of color. I, I was on a show maybe like a week or so ago, um, <clears throat> and we were talking about um, um, – racial tension, especially during the Black History uh, celebration. Uh, and one of the things that we, we mentioned was how, you know, certain wars, uh, Afghanistan war, Iraqi war, uh, have affected, you know, many people, especially people of color that, that did join the, the services, uh, and they came back with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, yeah. So, you know... That all loops back into, you know, how it's uh, affecting us. Uh, we're we're looking at, you know, the, some individuals that were alive during the Cold War or had testimony, heard testimony of the Cold War. That anxiety, I guess, or that, you know, that those memories are still with a lot of people here in this country. And to see how uh, African Americans, Black people. Um, and Aborigines uh, were treated <laughs> even as service members um, back then, and maybe even currently. I'm, I'm a veteran, so I don't know what, what they're going through now. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm quite sure it's not far from uh, what it used to be uh, when it comes to black and brown service members in this country. Right. Very good. Well, well put. Thank you for that. Anybody else? Any comments in, in regards well, to just, this? Let me just touch right quick, uh, and I appreciate the brother's comments. Uh, again, you know, and, and I say this on the show from time to time. Uh, we're in a change. We're in a change moment. Everything's changing. Everything is moving around. Uh, but this war is just showing you that it's on a global level, also. Yes. And yeah, and yeah, it do matter to us because it gives us the opportunity to see that our struggle is global. It's not just here. Correct. It's like Correct. you know. Correct. So when, so so when somebody black tell me, uh, you know, you, you know, I'm gonna go back to Africa. I said, well, I, I, you can go, but you're not gonna be escaping racism. It's still gonna, you, you know, you're gonna get it over there. Uh, you know, <laughs> some form or another. So 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 you know, so you might well stay where you're at and fight fight right here. Because this is what a fight is, and so basically, I think it's an opportunity for us to be educated globally that we are connected, everybody globally, and and it's time for hopefully the Europeans to see that they are connected to us globally too. You know, everybody's made comment about how that how they treated the uh, African and 
uh, Afghan uh, uh, refugees versus, you know, the way they're doing now, right? So, uh, but there remains to be seen how nice they're going to be to these people for, you know, over a long period of time. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, against the educational point, it's, it's time for us to, you know, learn about what we're looking at. And, you know, and it's just going to affect change. I'm going to come down to, like, I, I think I'm going to come on down on Wednesday and say that, you know, just showing Excellent. up. If you show up with your spirit and in different places, yeah. that's how you get change to come. You know, if nobody shows up, then nothing's going to happen. But if people show up, you know, with their spirit, and, and you know, that's when you make stuff happen. So uh, we just need to keep showing up. Just keep showing up, and, uh, you know, we'll be okay. Excellent. Anybody else? Well, I think we're already okay because we are showing up. And what's awesome is that uh, as uh, I sent out the picture today as the reminder, and that uh, phrase was coined here on this radio show, just like the Rose Voters. Listen, we still celebrate <laughs> them. Uh, we, we're still going to uh, uh, invigorate them. We're still going to help them out of their voter-suppressed state. Uh, I've seen the numbers. I understand there's another 400,000 votes just for me alone because – we built our campaign around our people, and watch this. I'm going to continue to fight for our people. Well, people forget, though, is that Mo, uh, Moses went ten times and asked for permission to let our people go, and our people at one point Indeed. said, we don't want to go because we got a good over here. So our people are poor and, uh, and, and, and disenfranchised people. That's not a black thing or a white thing. That's an everybody thing. As we say, when we uh, do better, the entire state does better. So, therefore, uh, thank you, Brother Christopher, for being in my backyard, understanding this, and, and saying that you're going to meet us in, in uh, Wednesday. Because a lot of people think that you're all alone out here doing this fight by yourself, but you're already you on go. the same page. You haven't been listening to the show, and, and you're right there with us. So now you should be encouraged. Now go back and encourage another person and say, hey, we're not alone. They're out here with 3 million listeners. We're not just – and uh, somebody needs to correct Bishop James Dixon. He's my friend and my cohort. But uh, we're yeah. not just in East Texas. We're all the way in Kentucky, Tennessee, you name there you it. Go. People are there you go. 612 area codes out there. So this is the Hall of Fame radio show of Dr. Shirley McKellar on Marvelous <laughs> Monday Night, where the, your voice can be heard. So give us a call. Very good. Outstanding. Right. I like that promo. I like that promo. Mm-hmm. I like that promo. Free <laughs> advertising. So. Yes, great free adver- free advertisement. Yes, I'm. I mean, as we're as we're speaking, I'm sending information out to everybody. We appreciate uh, Pastor Cooper. We appreciate him bringing the young veteran on, and appreciate him coming in. We appreciate Mr. Arthur coming down, and we want to we want to pack that federal courtroom. They, we mm-hmm. want so many faces out there. They're not going to say what in the world is going on. And so, mm-hmm. Pastor Cooper, make sure that the young gentleman. Get, get the, and, and I'm adding the actual time and place to the information that uh, that Bishop uh, Dixon sent in to us so that when that information gets out there, people will know exactly uh, time, place, and date of when to show up there. That's this coming Wednesday at 1000 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, downtown Tyler at the federal courthouse. It's just adjacent to the square downtown Tyler and so I'm, I'm going to be two minutes away and I'm telling you I will as soon as I can get off that bench I will be there to join my brothers and sisters in making sure that this work takes on 
here in Texas, and it's going to take all of our voices yep. to make sure that it happens. She's, she's there's not no, scared of there's no heels, reason. y'all. Oh, no, that's right. These pumps will go. I, mean, I, I may put uh-huh. on my boots, but, well, I probably have my pumps on, but I, I, I'll come right on in my pumps. That's right. Because <laughs> they move right just there. like boots. Boots on the ground, pumps on the ground. Yes, ma'am. Depend, depending upon yes, the time ma'am. of day as to which one we'll be wearing. So I thank you for that. Any other, com- any, any other comments? Because I, I, I'm really, you know, back to, to Brittany, I'm really, really concerned about, that's why I say, is, is this going to affect us, these things that are going on in Russia and going on in uh, Ukraine, are they going to affect us? We're going we're gonna to hear a lot more about this young lady and her detainment in Russia. I'm, I'm saddened that she had anything uh, on our hands, Mr. Arthur asked a great question. Why was she there in the first place? Was she playing in a basketball game there? I mean, I, I was trying to find out why she was there. Yeah, she was like playing basketball, but but but, but that right. still begs the question: what, what are you doing in Russia? Yeah. Right. Well, she, in, she, in she was. She was exactly. being um, <laughs> right. She was being recruited to play that. for the, the foreign league. From what I. Yeah, she was being recruited to play for um, their foreign league. Um, And what I I gather is that's where her uh, her flight one of uh, her flight stops were. Um, Uh, And then I think she was. Don't quote me, but I think she was going to play in Croatia um, Ah, because they they do a lot of recruiting for uh, NBA and WNBA. As well as in the mm-hmm. NFL, they they'll recruit baseball players and, and track players and sure. all of sure. that. So that's that was her main reason right. um, for okay. being. She was a pretty in, high in target landing there, right? Yes, she was. Yes, ma'am, yeah. she was. Okay, okay. Yes, ma'am. Got it. And and Got it. being that she's a, a member of the LGBTQ plus community is the reason that yeah. she was. You know, they looked at her. I guess different than like. any other. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm, wow. I mean, see, that's this is why we always, you know, every now and then, of course, we get comments that you guys look too in too far into things. You guys look too deep into things. There's a reason why we always bring up the things that need to be brought up, um, like mm-hmm. you know, these people who are messing with us, who are trying to be you know, the engineers and puppeteers of the world and, you know, do this full-blown worldwide white supremacist fascist movement, this is how they think. This is why she was a target. Like, we know enough about Vladimir Putin and his psyops head games that he plays to know. So the reason we mention it is because it's ever-present. It is there. It, it is a motivating factor in a lot of this, I mean, it's and it's all connected, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. This, this, uh, this war affect us, of course it does, you know. And but there are so many layers to it, and so many different issues, you know. The, the big, you know, one of the biggest issues, in my opinion, is the way the media covers the wars. Yes, the wars are what they are. It is very fair to say this is the European war. Um, but look at what the media does. All I have in my head when I think about it, really, is that famous picture of that young Rwandan boy who collapsed a half a mile away from the um, United Nations food 
center, and the vulture was right behind him, ready to pounce on him. And then I think of the Ukrainian woman and her kids standing at the train station, and she's carrying, you know, she had to flee the house with one item, and it was a $1,200 Birkin handbag. I mean, look at that juxtaposition. (laughs) This is the coverage we get. This is what's happening. Hey, Propaganda. Propaganda. Hey, last night. Yes. Last night, I was looking at the Black Table. I was looking at the Black Table on the Rose Martin Show. And they have to say down there, wrote this book about philanthropy and you know and black you know and black you know and black experiences or whatever it was and basically they, and basically you know, and she went way back and broke it down and basically since like the 1900s I mean I mean actually before that uh, there's a there's been an academic there's been an academic program put in place to uh, 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 you know to keep us in our positions. And, yes. and, and they, without going off to it, they say, they say, we would have figured this out earlier. We could have, you, you know, they say couldn't use it in India and China's other place because, you know, by the time they figured out how to do it, you know, they'd already broke away. But basically, mm. you know, they got, there's a whole system of education. Yes. And, yes. And, 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 and guess where it's housed at? In all our black colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. Still at work today. Wow. Well, brother, you know, so you see Carnegie Foundation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a program coming with that. Came with that. I, I'm going to confirm with uh, our guest. Uh, I call him my favorite mayor, uh, Christopher Jones, because uh, he he was against uh, the system here in this red state we live in in Southeast Texas, and it's hard for him to get voted in as being as radical as he is, as you all can hear him. But the truth is radical. Oh. You know, some, the truth, it is radical. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Brittany Griner, uh, she's a WNBA player, so this brings another highlight to pay uh, and and, uh, sexism uh, because her average is like $130,000 a year versus the same level of male role in uh, NBA is like probably two or or three or $4 million. I was about to say, that's that's all she makes? No, no, no. no I, I, I agree. The hundred thirty thousand with a cap, she can make because she's the top uh, feeder up to five hundred thousand. They cap her at five hundred thousand. That's minimum wage wow. in the NBA. That's minimum. That's that's oh, league wow. minimum. Probably below league minimum. So what they do, as Brother Christopher Jones was saying earlier, is that uh, she goes around the world trying to make more income because of the lifestyle they have to lead. And so she was going overseas trying to play for other teams off season. Yes, I see. I got it. Yeah. She's like a teacher working at a restaurant in the summers. Yeah. I mean, it's the same idea. Yeah. It's the same inequity. Right. And wow. Wow. I, and well, I guess all I'm I saying about that, of, look, I guess all I'm saying about that is that the education system evidently, has 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 and again we up that whole Mac stuff you, you know everything we've been let down by the education system because if she'd have been really if they'd have been educated us properly and her properly she would have known not to even be over that part of the world right now that's all I'm saying yeah exactly so, you know, yeah. and that's the problem that I have exactly. right there's there's no way there, yeah, there's not too many right places now, that I would be know. leaving to go. Uh-uh. 
across right. any pond, but especially not going uh, east. See what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I've been wearing half the reason why we, we tend to trust other people than, better than we do ourselves sometimes. That's what's so sad. If we had a proper education system, we would, we would not be so divided in this country, and we'd certainly have a heck there of a lot go. more respect for people than we have. I mean, our right. fellow citizens. I mean, we, we, we would not be so easily led by the nonsense right. that, that is out there just to feed this machine of this white supremacist movement worldwide. Like, we, we should be we, – we have enough resources, and we're the richest country this planet has ever known – why, you know, but that that's by design, too. We do have a political party who has spent good time and money and resources trying to dumb us down and whitewash everything. But, you know, the, the fact that we're not unified, the fact that, that we don't just atone for our idiocy and, you know, disgusting past and move forward from it and educate ourselves properly, we wouldn't be having this situation exactly. where, you know, 70% of Republicans mm-hmm. are all of a sudden in, you know, in line with Vladimir Putin. Like, what, what is the, They trust Vladimir Putin and like Vladimir Putin better than Democrats, you know? Well, or, or, Chuck, you know, uh, I, I think that came crazy. from their – I think that came from their coach, uh, the orange orangutan. I refuse to call him my pre- the, the ex-president yeah. of the United States. Mm. But the orange orangutan <laughs> is the reason that they got – the the guile that they have, and they're not yeah. seeing um, the 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 reason that this country uh, took the toll that it did and how it came out. Again, um, yeah. the orange orangutan has many. I mean, like showed us. Uh, I mean, like even as veterans, as a you know, as as a veteran, um, I saw so many treasonous. You know. Actions in his administration where I was like, oh, wait, okay, so are we, uh, did we just raise our hand for shits and giggles and excuse my expression, but did we raise our hand to, to really uphold the constitution of this, this country and protect her people from all enemies, foreign and or domestic, and that's my, that's my confusion, especially on January 6th when we saw yes. a lot of veterans and other alleged patriots. Yes. And I, I, I try to tell them, don't call me a patriot because that don't fit my, my hue. But, um, <laughs> you know, that, there is, yeah, that, that don't fit my hue. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, you know, there are a lot of, um, like you said, there are a lot of misconceptions, especially when it comes to places, uh, people, and things that we can do uh, here in this country that would, you know, solidify a unified body as as well as a unified country. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and, and as a veteran, as a veteran, all I want to know is uh, why do I have to renew my voting rights protection every twenty five mm-hmm. years? Why can't I just have them forever? Exactly. Yes, I agree. If if that's I may, part, and that's if, part if of I, and that's part of the control game that I'm telling you about. That's part of the program. Yes. It's part of, of the program. That, that, that goes all along with the two-party system that we have in this country um, yeah. because they, you know, these two parties are playing us <laughs> more than they're playing each other. And as long as 
<laughs> you know, as long as we stay out of the loop and away from the table uh, of policy, I, I'll tell anybody, uh, like Pastor Cooper say, he calls me his mayor. I'll tell anybody I follow policy before I follow a politician or politics. So um, that's one of the main reasons why we, we see what we see is because we, we fail from politics or playing the game of politics to generate uh, sustainable policy, especially uh, for us. It's, you know, because what, just what, yeah. last year, uh, order number five or six of the president was some Asian measure to protect Asian people from whatever harassments that they were being uh, met with. I could have sworn, again, as an aborigine to this country, uh, where are those measures for, for, for me and, and my kind? You know, so I, I, it's yeah. it's a lot. Like like the brother said, we, we definitely need to educate ourselves on a, a, the, 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 the happenings, not only in Texas or in this country, but globally. Because yeah. a lot of the things we see uh, happening here, if you go elsewhere, you'll see it. Three times is worse, I promise. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Agree. Agree. Well, tell me, young man, what did you run for? You just finished running for a public office, is that correct? I ran for, oh, wow. I ran for mayor in 2011, 2013, okay. 2015, okay. Wow. 2017, Good. and I Keep ran that. for Ward 3 Council in 2019. Okay. That's tenacity right there. Yes, it is. Keep it. That's right. Seriously, uh, most people don't have the stomach for it. I I admire all of you on this line who run for public office. I I will probably support you, but I can't Well, you can't win if you don't run, correct? That's absolutely correct. That's right. And you can't move move people. Right. You can't move a people, especially whether they vote or not. You can't move a people unless you are relatable. And that's one of the things yeah. that I tried to show, not just my people or my hue here or my age group, but, I mean, like, I volunteered in public schools while I was on the campaign trail. After the campaign trail, I was still there in public schools uh, cultivating not um, not my future, but the next generation that's going to be the elected <laughs> official, the doctor, the lawyer, you know. So I, I tried my yeah. my best to... Uh, wake up, you know, a portion of the community, and I think, um, I think I did very well. I think I did exceptionally yeah. well. Well, let, let me brag on him for a second. He did very well. He did. He did very well in the community that's mostly ri- driven by Republicans. Uh, and uh, when we had a chance, because we had a more milder, gentler version of him. And a female that happened to be female that we elected this year, our first African American female mayor here in Beaumont, Texas. And what I love about him is that he stepped aside so that we can do that because we have to be on purpose. Yeah. We have to do things on purpose. Correct. And, yeah. you know, because. Let me say what I think he did, Coop. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Coop's going to sound like what he did. What he did was, what you did was, your young man, what you did. You expanded the political space down there by yeah. taking yeah. no position. Uh, yes, sir. And then what yeah. they did was, totally what they did was that, allowed, that allowed somebody like her, 
I, I don't know, but anyway, so you know, like her to, uh, you know, like he said, a kind of gentler version of you. So you know, so you, so you affected, you affected this. Understand, you are affected, so just keep working. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. And, 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 and we stuff. need him. We need him. And, and y'all, he's barely south of forty, so he's a young guy. And and these are the kind of guys <laughs> I hang around with. He'll come by and pick me up, scoop me up, and we'll go stand in a Starbucks on purpose. Yeah, walk a graveyard. Oh, yeah, he's my guy. Then I, uh, he, he works on the campaign. Are you ghost hunting? Uh, for the, yeah, the, uh, no, uh, Buffalo Soldier. Uh, he's the one that's Oh, on wow, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have that in Beaumont. I, well, I didn't know when he brought that to my attention. So he's also oh. on our uh, accountability team here locally that was uh, – uh, a, a branch came out from the uh, Beaumont chapter the NAACP. We got overwhelmed because they saw the great work we were doing and the accomplishments. So our phone was ringing off the hook. So we had to establish our own city, southeast Texas, countywide, uh, Gulf Coast, however you want to name it, accountability group. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we hold them accountable in the area, don't we? Very good. Yes, we do. Absolutely. And and like you said, it it, awesome. uh, it holds uh, all measures accountable, including ourselves as citizens. So uh, because that's more so where accountability is upheld is with uh, within ourselves. Um, we you know hold accountable our police department, our sheriff's department, our elected officials. It doesn't matter if they're a judge and they think they cannot be touched. Uh, or somebody appointed, uh, uh, if it's a nonprofit organization, um, and we do have a few nonprofit organizations that are swindling money. I do want to put that out there. Um, sure. They are swindling money, uh, taking money from uh, the community, saying that they're using it for something in, in the community's best interest, and the community don't see it. So we go, we, we go after those types of organizations as well. Very good. Excellent. Outstanding. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What was your MOS in the military? Cav Scout, 90 Delta. <laughs> <laughs> when everything else go wrong, you got to call the cavalry, baby. <laughs> I've called the cavalry before. (laughs) I don't mind calling the cavalry. Very good, very good. Outstanding. Well, see, you need to hurry on down to Tyler. So we'll see you on Wednesday, correct? I I look forward to I look forward to meeting you. That's uh, that's outstanding. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you sound like an amazing young man. So keep I, I see why Pastor Cook calls you a mayor. So keep running, young man. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank <laughs> we you. Gonna, we gonna run. We gonna yeah. run together the next time. Me, oh, me and you, like and we're gonna <laughs> we gonna run together. That's exactly right. <laughs> sounds like an announcement. Sounds like an announcement. It sounds like an announcement. Awesome, awesome. Sounds like an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> You think I just said something, huh? I think you just said something. That's your litmus right there, Doc. That's your litmus right there. There you go. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's time for some changes to be made in this country. 
in East Texas in particular. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I totally and agree. Hey. Yes, ma'am. I, Go ahead. I just wonder, um, when Christopher first came on uh, and he acknowledged that as a veteran, uh, these Medicaid supplemental payment cuts uh, would particularly affect him, and I started thinking about that. And uh, I wondered if we could talk a little bit about that so that anybody out there who's listening who is thinking, oh, that might be nice to show up for that, to really let them know why they need to show up uh, to protest these cuts, like the, the real-world effects. Because supplemental payments, uh, Medicaid supplemental payments, this is for things like if you, uh, you know, um, medical equipment, medications, mm-hmm. is that correct? Uh, like yes, these are the, yes. you know. All, all of the above, that's right. Like all yes, the go right ahead. stuff, like the stuff that will mm-hmm. come out of your pocket if you don't have that. And this is something that, like, is a new cut that you're just not going to, the funds are not going to be there for you to have these probably monthly or if not weekly expenses that you may have. Um, so I, I just was thinking about that and I thought, gosh, maybe we have to just nail it home for everybody. Why is it important for you to show up? Because if you don't use Medicaid right now, odds are you're going to. You're going um, and to. if we can, yeah, yeah, and if we can sway the Texas uh, governor ever, um, you know, you <laughs> will have Medicaid expansion, and, you know, <laughs> you'll have that coming your way. But, you know, right there now, you if your supplemental payments are cut, that comes out of your pocket or you don't get it if you can't afford it. Right. I mean, that's it really right. is pulling the rug out from under people. I great totally point, agree. great point. And, and young totally man, agree. you Especially- may not – Go ahead. Yes, go right ahead. Go right ahead. No, especially for people like like she mentioned, uh, you know, you may be uh, on SSI, which is supplemental income, or SSDI, mm-hmm. disability income. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and if you you have your Part A, Part B, Part C, Part D, you have to understand that there's going to be a cut in that. Um, mm-hmm. So like what you were paying last year, uh, you're going to be paying more than what you were what you are used to paying because uh, your supplement has decreased. Uh, the So yeah. you, more is going to come out of your pocket than what we would see uh, or, or hear them quote, oh, well, you got a XYZ discount on this prescription okay. or XYZ discount on your, pros- your diabetic test strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. It could be your contacts. It could be, Oh my goodness! Yeah. The solution to keep your contacts in it, I, I, an array of different things, and like, uh, right. like was like what was mentioned. Mental health as a whole is yeah. on a supplement. It's, it's considered a supplemental yeah. health. It's not, you yeah. know, it's not a main health like you know your your heart, your lungs, or anything like that. So mental health is on a supplemental, uh, you know, supplemented. So that goes to right. counties that that are you know starting to uh, approach the mental health crisis. That goes to police departments that are starting to um, see these mental health crises or address some of these mental health crises. Schools, yeah, right. uh, even that have counselors in their in their uh, school buildings, that affects yeah. them also. So you definitely need right. to be in the place. <laughs> because it affects, yeah. it affects more than what you know, more than what we were taught, or or or, or what we think. 
Yeah. Right. Wow. When you talk about expanding Medicaid and these some of the things, you know, you have to deal with the, the eyes, the, the hearing, dental, all of those things are what you have to fight for. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Nobody. Look, look at this. Since uh, 2014, right, is when the Affordable Care Act was passed. Wasn't mm-hmm. that 2014? Yeah. And Texas, I, we all saw it. We all saw it. I don't like okay. President Obama. <laughs> I'm not going to take back those federal tax dollars that that my citizens of my state sent to the federal government. We we don't want that back because we don't like you. I mean, seriously, and this is why Texas has record high uninsured rates. Mm-hmm. You know, Rihanna. it's just, why would you do that to your people? Why? Why? It's just so cruel. Rihanna, Rihanna could you tell me, uh, maybe you tell me, uh, I, mean, I mean, not that you would actually know, but you might know, why do Republicans don't want old people to have teeth? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a million dollar question. Why don't Republicans want anybody to have anything except them? I mean, you know? Okay. Maybe they think we're going to bite them, huh? I guess so. And you're making fun of something that should be true because. When I speak to my dentist, your teeth are actually designed to last your entire life. But because of poor dental care, that's not the truth. Right. Right. And that becomes a health issue. That's the thing. Uh, Remember, President Obama, had the before Republicans amended it out of the Affordable Care Act, dental was a huge part of it because, according to doctors and dentists and the science – if you let your teeth go bad and rot out of your head, it could kill you. <laughs> Give you all kinds yeah. of issues, wait, wait. heart disease. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me tell you something, something I found out when I you know, did the healthcare thing. There's a thing called the insurance actuaries. And like what the, and like an insurance actuary, you know, if you took business class, you know, you, you know, but anyway, they can, they, by the, by the insurance actuary, that's how the government, uh, if they want to kill off these many people, then they take out this much money. They want these many people to live, and they'll put this much money in. So what's actually going on, yeah. you know, you talk about them death pounds. You know, you hear about them, they're talking about right. that. But the actual death pounds is the insurance actuaries. And right now what Texas is doing, they're doing that kill-off thing. Because they know by, yeah. by denying Medicaid and all that stuff, they know they killed X number of people. Yes. You know, but here's some, here's some facts right here. The respiratory system can suffer as a result of poor oral health care. Bacteria in the mouth yes. from infected teeth and swollen gums can be breathed into the lungs or travel there, there through the bloodstream. Once they're in, uh, the bacteria can lead to respiratory infections, pneumonia, acute bronchitis, and even, get this, COPD. There you go. Wow. And I'm so glad you brought that out, Pastor Cooper, because, and Ms. Rihanna started it out, that if you have poor oral care, first of all, let's just make this known. The mouth is the nastiest part of our body. Let's keep that in mind, first and foremost. And then secondly, everything that you take in that mouth goes down into that entire system. And if, in fact, you are not taking care of that oral health, 
you are going to be in poor health. So thank yes. you, Pastor Cooper and Miss Rihanna, for bringing that up and bringing that out. You're absolutely right. 100% correct. Hey, There's Chris, so many way, bad things uh, that happen. Go ahead. Brother Chris, Brother Mayor, that, that's a, a Ph.D. nurse that's speaking, by the way. That's your sister in the mm-hmm. veteran, Dr. Michelle. Awesome. That's awesome. My, little, my little brother. Awesome. Awesome. Young awesome. brother in arms. Yeah. So, but, yeah, uh, that, that's a sad thing, but it's true. So many people yeah. uh, lose their lives because of, of uh, poor oral health. Right. Wow. And that, the, the whole idea of the Affordable Care Act, a big idea of the Affordable Care Act, um, as we all know, was about, um, oh, Dr. McKellar, I always forget this term. Is it pro- proactive medicine? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's sure. yeah. Pre- uh, called? Yeah, preventive medicine. Preventive medicine. Preventive medicine. Preventive preventive care. Preventive, mm-hmm. preventative yes. care, preventive medicine, and how, um, like, this was a whole big debate, and those of us nerds that love C-SPAN saw this debate. How they were fighting about the tooth, the the, the dental care portion dental of the Affordable yeah. Care Act, just for days and days, and it was like just so simple. And people out there, you know, feel ashamed and things like that. But you know, we don't. Regular people aren't just handed um, the the right that most people in most westernized, you know, countries or, or developed countries afford to their tax-paying citizens, which is just health care. And part of that is, you know, with this preventative care, is taking care of your teeth. It's not a shameful thing. It's a thing that should be a right granted to us under the umbrella of health care. If we don't have a healthy populace, what do we have? We, it, we yeah. can't just be stupid and sick. Like, we have to be more than that, <laughs> you know? We have Very to. Good. Yeah, totally. 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 We're worth more than that, too. Go ahead. Totally worth more. Governor Abbott just said that um, if you got a transgender kid, if you're trying to help him do transition, he's going to send CPS up in there. Yep. (sighs) You will. Look, the crazy part about that is, is if you. Uh, as a parent, have sat down and spoken to your child, and your child makes a decision for their life, you, as the parent that upheld your child in their decision on whether or not to identify themselves as a young man or a young girl, you, my friend, will go to jail. You, my friend, will have Ken Paxton in your life, and we all know here wow. in Texas, Ken Paxton – I can't see how the man even was on the ballot, and I know the proposition mm-hmm. says you can't have a man. I, I yeah, <laughs> can't have a, well, that's a small government. You cannot have a conviction you. as running for, and running for a public office. You cannot even have a conviction and be seated as an elected official here in the state of Texas, according to <laughs> penal codes and everything else. But for some no, no, it's okay. Reason, they're Republicans. Well, what about yeah, that, that only applies. That does, wait, wait. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, young man. I'm yes. so glad you brought yes, that up. Sir. We've had that discussion, and I want to hear what you have to say about that. Now, yes. if uh, well, of course, we're not talking about 
we're not talking about that person, okay? Because we know. That but I think somebody just said it does not apply to Republicans. Uh, some, I thought I heard somebody say that. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, maybe I bet you can. <laughs> so, but she said it. She said it and she meant it. She said it and she meant it. Of course she did. Yeah. You may not know this, but Miss Brianna is actually a Texan, even though she lives in Kentucky. She is a Texan. So, uh, oh, born in, born in Texas. State. <laughs> yes. yes. But she was born in North Texas. So awesome. but let me awesome. let me ask you this little question right here. So if in fact a person who has been to prison, served all their time, everybody my my cohorts already know where I'm going with this, but they've served their time yes. and that they're off paper and they've paid all their dues, should that record be expunged as far as them voting, number one, and then number two, should they be able to run for office uh, as long as I think they said maybe if they were not a pedophile. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on that particular question? And I, I got all both ears wide open. <laughs> I, would, I, think, I would say I think I'll be able to go right in the pen. I was Wait, just about say to say that I was uh, I was going to say agree. the same thing. Uh, there are several yeah. individuals that are serving state time and they are not felons. There are a lot of individuals mm-hmm. that are in county jail and they are not felons. Yeah. And many yeah. of these individuals can and should be able to vote absentee, especially because mm-hmm. the ballot the ballot didn't go to their house. Uh, we we, we not vote absentee. Correct. And if not um, vote absentee, then there should be a polling location at that particular site. And the reason I say that is because over half of these prisons, whether they're county, state, or federal prison, all of them get federal money. That's true. (laughs) So it 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 behooves us, especially as a a growing uh, electorate in the know, uh, especially after being kicked out before, um, the growing electorate that, that we have, once you go to jail, especially here in the state of Texas, once you go to jail, like you said, you, you serve your time, you're no longer on paper, you you don't have anything yeah. uh, to deal with uh, as far as that particular conviction. I agree that conviction should be removed because, I mean, and not even come up ever, because you have right. served your time. You have done yeah. you just due to society or paid your paid back you know your wrongs to society so that should be expunged mm-hmm. that should never ever come up and not only does it um for for you to vote but for you to get a job <laughs> most of the time there you, go. you are convicted <laughs> anything you can't get a job you know so right. um <clears throat> I, I would say yes expunge if i've if if, if i'm done i've served um, yeah. And I'm 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 100% off of of, of any type of restitution. Uh, expunge that that conviction that you charged me on, uh, plus reinstate whatever uh, citizens' rights, whatever rights yeah. I have as a citizen. Because according to the Constitution of the United States, I can be I can be a slave if I commit a crime. So. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. That goes yeah. deep for me right there, Queen. You... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it goes a little deep for me. 
Yeah, and let me pick up on that right there because that's what I was gonna I was gonna say just that. I was gonna say that. They yeah. your right to vote should never be a bridge. You should never lose your right to vote. But the right. losing your right to vote right. is just another mechanism put in place back then to disenfranchise yeah. and enslave us all over again. That's part of the system. Right. That's part of the system. To right. take your right to vote, that's the way they can disenfranchise you. Then set up the penitentiary right. complex to make it work. So all I'm saying is, this, your, your, your right to vote should not be a bridge ever. You should be able to. Matter of fact, a bunch of folks might start voting while they're in the prison. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be. You know, mm-hmm. just might do better, and, and they'll probably get better treatment in the prison if they could vote. Well, yeah. they should. Be. But I'm just saying, because because the system we got now, the prison system in America, is the worst in the world. It, it, I yeah. mean, it's absolutely worse. It's about punishment. It's not about. Rehabilitation right. is about punishing right. people. Well, if you putting a bunch of punished people back in the public, then what you going to get? Yeah. You're going to get the citizens. Yeah. And so, but it's by design, and all I'm saying is, let's get off the, let's get off the treadmill, right? Let's get, let's get off the mm-hmm. treadmill, y'all, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and put our feet on the ground and start doing some real work with some real talk. That right there, that's part right. of the white supremacist system that's been set up. To disenfranchise, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wish it wasn't mm-hmm. like that, but that's what it is. Arthur, let me give you some numbers on what you're saying. Yeah. And this is before the pandemic, and y'all have to keep in mind we have two years to work. They weren't having courts already, and so there's some people that right. weren't even convicted of crimes that they were being held and couldn't make bail. Let me say it again. Yes, sir. Yeah. They were being held and yeah. couldn't make bail. So many. And, 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 and it's mm-hmm. over 745,000 before because we don't have the statistics yet. Sometimes they run five to ten years behind. But this is 2017 before pandemic. 745,000 individuals were incarcerated in jail as of 2017. Nearly two-thirds or 64% or 482,000 were being held uh, pre-trial because they had not been able to post bail. Of the 263,000 who were serving a sentence, the vast majority had been convicted of a misdemeanor offense Mm -hmm. that does not result in uh, disenfranchisement. They have the right to vote, but no one's seeing to it that they get to exercise their right while they're being held without uh, without making bail. Right. Great point. And that, that, everybody, I will point out, is actual tyranny. And in that span of time, when we have heard Americans use that word tyranny, what have they been talking about? Wearing a mask, getting a vaccine. While this is happening, while our right to vote is being taken away, while people are being thrown away, lock them up, throw away the key, you know, your problem is your problem, while they sit there and just get further and further in debt. Because, you know, the court may not be going on, but fines are are piling on. They always do. uh, We're going to talk about tyrannical people making us wear a mask during a pandemic. Okay. Right. And judges are making, you know, making judgment on cases that they have never seen the, the person that they're making judgment on. Yes. Not to mention the person yes. that that's being accused doesn't even get the opportunity to see their accuser. That's unconstitutional right. in every, you know, yeah. so. <clears throat> that's that, right. Exactly. So the like like uh, Pastor Cooper said, you know, this isn't uh, 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 an issue that that just started plaguing with COVID, 
this is an issue that's been plaguing for a long time. And especially now I'm starting to see, and I don't know about everywhere else, but if you really start paying attention, you'll start seeing your police departments target younger individuals, especially high school students uh, uh, that are, you know, close to the age of 18. They're charging these 18-year-olds with felony <clears throat> assault to a peace officer, without mm-hmm. the evidence yeah, yeah. of assault, yeah. without the yeah. evidence mm-hmm. of assault. There's no video. There's no right. audio. There's no pictures right. of the assaulted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, but the person that's, that's right. being accused of assaulting, they either got ribs yep. broken, they got some type of disfigurement in their face, and no picture yep. has been taken of them. This is wow. enfranchisement. Correct. And those, on, a, on a great scale. And a lot of yeah. those provisions across various states were a direct response to Black Lives Matter. A direct yes, response. We started seeing it immediately after Black Lives Matter even formed and you know, went public and everything. We started seeing a response. I believe the first state I recall was Louisiana with Blue Lives Matter legislation, mm-hmm. making it mm-hmm. a you know, double, super duper, quadruple capital right. offense to touch a cop. You know, all these. That was that was the response to mm-hmm. <laughs> to black mothers forming mm-hmm. an activist group to plead with the conscience of America on police brutality. Their response is to make mm. those kinds of laws that <clears> lock <throat> people, lock kids up. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And being that we have three veterans on this phone, <laughs> your service, your time in service, if you did anything contrary to what was ordered to you, you, you were served with an Article 15, probably paid $250 yeah. a month or $450 a month or a field grade Article 15 where you pay $800 a month. You know what I'm saying? And you got some type of, you know, um, rank decreasing it, you know. Right. I'm not understanding how is it a police officer that wears a badge, raises his hand, has less consequences and repercussions as a service member to this country and the, and the people than we do as, as service members to, to the world. I, how is it? Even as a veteran, yeah. do y'all know we can't do certain things as regular citizens. Mm-hmm. That first, of the, that first, that check at the first of the month. You go to jail, see if you get a check at the first of the month. You're not gonna get it until you get back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go. I don't Take understand how the police officers are not held up to the same, at least the same, same accountability as service members well, and veterans. You. Right. Well, well, let me help you understand. Let me help you understand, young man. Let me help you understand. Some of y'all probably got the same thing. I had a, I, I, I traced my family back. You know, uh, I, had a, I had a relative that served in the Union uh, during the Civil War, and 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 remember now, they had to, they had to, you know, uh, uh, you know, they'd start losing before they let the brothers come fight so they could win, and then once it was over, you know, it went to, you know, went to what it was. Wrote to World War Two. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, we're so cold. The French build statues all over the place. Uh, and then World War Two came. Same thing. Now, except for the Germans came and knocked down all the statues this time. But based on just saying that, and then when we got back to America, same thing. So I'm trying to tell you this. Yep. This is a continuation of a situation that's been going on for a long time. So it ain't just long a long time. Yeah. 
It's all about the seven sacred Yeah. Yeah. And the sad mm-hmm. part about it is that we continue to fight the same identical fight mm-hmm. that our ancestors fought. The same thing. Right. The same right. issues over and over. At what point in time will we surpass the same fight and move on to the next thing right. in life? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that point. We will get to that point when when, when America, uh, Anglo society, do what the Germans did. Uh, yes. Face up to yes. what face up to what didn't happen. Yes. Educate yes. their folks into a better place so their kids won't be mm-hmm. have to proceed with the with the past burden. Like right now, instead right. of them doing that, they want to ban everything. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even the technological age. That's stupid. But anyway, whatever they want to do. So I'm saying that's just avoidance, uh, white fragility, whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so white folks are going to have to do this. Uh, if, yes. if it was up to me and you, Shirley, yep. They would have been and done it. Right. It ain't up You know, right. I wish it was. I wish I could make them do it. But I tried. Hmm. They won't do it. Miss <laughs> Rihanna <laughs> will. Uh, well, well, I'm talking about, uh, well, I, we got you, you yeah. Rihanna. She's one, but we need a whole bunch more. We need a whole lot of them. Yes, yes you're yeah, here. We don't have well, a whole bunch of more. Yeah. Well, and you make such a good point. You know, America took all this credit for leading, you know, holding Germany's hand and kind of uh, forcing them into this moral position of removing all of the garbage statues so that no German or, you know, German Jewish child would ever have to go to Adolf Hitler High School. You know, we pride ourselves on leading Germany down that moral path, and then we come home and, and our African-American children are that way on can't get jobs, can't get housing, you know, they're send their kids to Robert E. Lee school, you know, like all this talk, 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 talk but nothing ever yeah. with the action. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brandon, but the trip about that was, was that, was that the Germans got the system from the, from the Southern racist segregation thing here exactly. in the United States. That's what they used over there. Exactly. Yes. So we went over there and yes. got them straight. Then we came back and kept doing the same thing. Kept doing exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. Exactly. A reprobate mind. A reprobate mind. Well, that's why it's such an interesting time to live in now, because all of the like all of this madness around us, all of the crazy, you know, the fact that these people who for years we have been like, oh yeah, that guy's a, you know, I, I got his number, you know, he's this and that. Well, you know. They denied, denied, denied. How dare you? How, what do you mean? You know, how dare you accuse us of that? Well, then Donald Trump came along and said, "Take off your hoods, everybody," and they did. And you know, they just parade around, and because they get judged for that, they start crying about cancel culture mm-hmm. <laughs> and about how we're so intolerant because we don't tolerate the racism. The throes of death are loud, and this is a loud temper tantrum mm-hmm. at the end of life that we're hearing. Um, and, right. you know, it's just that we have to drive the final nail into that coffin. And I know we're on our way, but good Lord, it takes white people a while, doesn't it, to just <laughs> acknowledge yeah. what is happening and clean up your yard. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. you know, but we can't coddle. You know? We just, the coddling has to stop. 
it has to stop. The lies have to stop. You know, these rosy stories that make white people feel better have to stop, you know, and, and <laughs> we've got a lot of humbling to do and a lot of work yeah. to yeah. do and a lot of atoning to do. Yeah, that's right. It takes a little work. Yeah. Well, we can't give up. That's for sure. We have to keep fighting. Absolutely. Um, we got to have this. No, this is our world. To, uh, like Arthur exactly. said, we decide. We decide the future. We're the ones that carve it out. We have to do that and decide that and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, what we, we have to do, now, now what we can do, Shirley, now, now what we can do for ourselves, uh, what we can do yeah. for our part is we can just continue to do what we're doing, which is we're representing mm-hmm. what what they say, what, what we've always been told the Constitution was. And so as long exactly. as we continue to press that, then we the real Americans. Yeah. And, we, and I hope the rest of yeah. us show up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And we have to keep doing what we're doing. We have Amen. to have a made-up mind. Yeah. And that's the reason why somebody told me yeah. after uh, the election, March 1st, they say you need to take mm-hmm. a week off and retire and no. settle down. And I say, oh no, no, no! I'm on the battlefield. I yeah, warned them, if before. you don't put me in the seat, I'm going to be out here fighting in the streets. That's yep. right. That's right. Yep. That's right. Well, I, I felt the That's same right. as you felt, uh, Pastor Cooper, when I ran for Congress, United States Congress, and I said, mm-hmm. even more reason that I have to fight even harder. Yes. After the election. Amen. So did we yes. fight harder, Miss Rihanna? We kept right on. Oh my fighting. goodness. I'll never forget I texted you because I didn't want to call. I didn't know I was tiptoeing around after that election, the results came in and, and I finally texted, you know, just you know, give me a call in a week or two and she said, Oh no, honey, <laughs> we go to work tomorrow. Nothing. We can't lose a week or two. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't miss that's, a day, not a minute. No, that exactly. That's time we couldn't get. We could not get back. We just saw how right. bad of a shape we were in, and how much yeah. work that we had in front of us. Oh, we we gave that fiery speech and moved on. Yeah. In big yeah. trouble. Well, I, I just, I just sent, uh, I just sent the, the message to Beto. Uh, about uh, everything that's happening here in Tyler on Wednesday. And uh, we'll see what kind of response, if he has time. I don't know where he is. He does spend a lot of time uh, in East Texas. So um, so we, but at least at least the people are going to know that what's, what's going on in here on Wednesday. And as many people as we can get in here, we need to get them in here. On Wednesday. Doesn't matter where they live. You know, we have a platform. We need to get Beto on the record on this issue, on lots of different issues. Because, you know, we can talk about the other side all day long, but we've got to hold our, you know, let's be real. Beto is, you know, the golden boy who doesn't have to try very hard on a lot of things. And so (laughs) that's. That makes it our job to make darn sure he is listening, he has a plan, and yes. there is a reason to actually go out and vote for him. And, you know, because everybody can stay home, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotta, one of my, I we guess have like to one of my more suggestions, of everybody. I mm-hmm. totally agree. One of my suggestions, instead of, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, I, I try to, I, I tell people often, I follow policy. I'm not going to wait for a candidate 
to hand me a plan. I'm so, I'm sorry yeah. I can't. Here yeah. is my plan, candidate. Mm-hmm. Are you I willing agree. to adopt there my plan? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. If you are not a willing, if you are not willing to adopt my plan, look behind me and see all of the votes and voices that's going to come out against you, candidate. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. thing goes for the elected. I'm tired of us waiting two to four years to to get a person yeah. out of the seat. No, you have the power. Yeah especially here in the state of Texas and some some candidates will tell you oh no we don't do uh, we don't do you know recalls and yes we do yes we do you better read it <laughs> yeah it's you in better read constitution it. it's in the state constitution even that we yep. do recalls so if if I'm again I, I'm going to say whether it's Betu or Michael Cooper I'm going to bring you a plan if you can't adopt my plan, I'm not asking you where, how, when. If you can't adopt my plan, you do not have my vote, period. You do not have my voice, period. You do not have my support. And I'm going to tell any and everybody that's around me that my plan affects, uh-uh, don't vote for him because he don't, he don't one, support you. Look at this plan that's altered for you. Stop waiting for them to to present you a plan that after it's accepted and made into law or legislation, you you read it and you see that you are nowhere in there. Nowhere in there. Stop waiting for these politicians to hand y'all a plan and then send you up to the chopping block. You're exactly correct. And that... Yes, and that yeah. is exactly why we have town hall meetings and why we, when they come to us and talk about whatever their forms are, and then we present, well, this, these are my concerns, and this is what I'd like right. to see you work on. Now, I understand that a, a candidate, I've been a candidate, and I know that right. that most candidates have their three things that they really want to see happen, but they also got to be able to embrace other things. And I know that you can't right. cover every single thing that yes, everybody because we have so many major issues out there major issues Correct. and so you, this person may be interested in health care and this person may be interested in the economy and this person may be interested in uh, the veterans issues and of course we are interested in those issues as well and there is a lot but by the same token especially if it's a federal candidate they got it. Mm-hmm. And if it's a statewide candidate in the state of Texas, and I know there's jobs for the state and there's jobs for the feds mm-hmm. and there's jobs locally and all of that kind of stuff, knowing that which what the type of candidate that we're talking to. But you kind of kind of have to be abreast of just about every single thing there is to be abreast Correct. of, yeah. especially on the on the federal level. Yes, ma'am. Yes. That that's yes. my story. I'm sticking to it. Dr. McKellar, that's why you're such a great candidate because, you know, just kind of being on the background, there is a general plan for every issue. And uh, Pastor Cooper, too. Pastor Cooper, the general plan is focused on what do hardworking, everyday Americans need in their lives Yes. That yes. You know, consistently need in their lives just as a matter of right and, you know, the the greater good for everybody. And, That's 
you know, within that, having an open ear to listen to people and, and take those ideas from people who, you know, who know what they need and know what they want, um, that's the difference. You, right. <laughs> I don't know that we have ever been able to honestly report every time that you ran against Louis Gomer. You know, how many yeah. town halls did he show up to to engage with you about issues that his constituents cared enough about to show up and want to hear how what you had to say about them and hoped that, you know, he would show up and he just never never bothered while his state is, you know, refusing the Medicaid expansion, has a horrible, yes. you know, maternal mortality rate, More, infant mortality rate, you, you know, just on and down the line. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, oh Rihanna. my goodness! Hey, final, final, hey, comment. final comment. Go ahead. Hey, Rihanna, Louis final must comment. had a, okay. Uh, Louis must had brain fog because him to get up the congressional seat and try to run for that seat. That was that was real dumb. So I don't know what he's drinking. Well, well, well. If you if you were part of the insurrection, you'd be running out of Washington D.C. as well. So and that's okay true. now. You know that's true. <laughs> you'd be out of there. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I just noticed the time is 10.03. It has been exciting to have this young oh. veteran on with us tonight. It's been outstanding. Thank yeah. you. You can join us anytime there. Uh, come on it's in. And anytime. You, Pastor Cooper will always open his doors for you to come in. It's been a fun evening. Thank you guys so much for that. And those that are listening out there, don't forget Wednesday morning at 10.00 o'clock in the federal building, downtown Tyler, Texas, show up and in support of Medicaid expansion and making sure that the funding that is out there, that Texas will embrace that funding and not turn it around and send it back to Washington, D.C., simply because we have so many uninsured people in the state of Texas, so many people dying for the life thereof, hospitals closing in East Texas, help us to fight for the people in Texas. Thank you very much. May God bless you. And then now, Ms. Rihanna, we'll turn it over to you. It's been a great evening. We'll see you on Wednesday, gentlemen. Thank you. Bye for now. Miss Rihanna. Chris, Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, uh. when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh. 
And the child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon is to stay peaceful. We sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Somewhere in the dream, we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord My eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be out It will be Good night. Good night.